0: Following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Get yes!
0: go, Cowboys!
1: Let's go, boys! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for the break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break with Nick Eatman. David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It's Wednesday, December 8th, 2021, season 17, episode number 74. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. Before I give Nick a chance to give us a 74, I got to quickly give a very happy birthday shout out to the lovely Miss Amber. Hey, Garcia. happy birthday,
3: Amber. Thank you. Let's
2: make All it right. a good show now. Now, this is your birthday, so let's bring it. Let's bring the heat. You don't turn 22 every day, okay? Emmett <laughs> Smith. Are you feeling old?
3: Uh, yes. Every time I look in the mirror, <laughs> oh, I feel I I see myself. I'm like, "Man, I I'm a woman. Like, I'm a woman now. I'm not a, I'm not okay. a college kid. You've been oh, a, you know, a like,
4: woman yeah, yeah, for a minute, just okay, so. FYI. Yes, but, but I'm saying
3: like a grown woman, yeah. not, no longer a college kid. With woman kid.
4: responsibilities, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my no God. about it. Yeah. I asked her what the real number was early, like a couple minutes ago, and she just stared bullets through me. <laughs> don't do that. We are not having that conversation. It's basically she, don't it. do that at home. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm still, I I'm still the youngest one on here. By, by <laughs> a
2: <laughs> wide margin, yeah. Uh, as like, we said right before we went on the show. We take shots around here. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. that was just a, a very slight It's gonna stay easy that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> an easy shot. Yeah, it's gonna stay that way. Um but happy birthday, Hammer.
4: Happy you, thank birthday. You. Nick it's, give still, me 74. it's still us versus them, okay? Like we're yes. still younger. We're on the younger side. I, Dave. The need you,
3: I need you to stop agreeing so much with Nick. I know,
4: bro. you're right. We you're need right. to get
3: back on track over here. I
2: agree. Dave, you're aging quickly. I know, trust me. If anybody can catch us, would be like you Aging very quick. That hair nice. going though, man. Huh?
3: In a few days, yeah. Be I guess s- is s- birthday. We have a gauntlet
2: week. here in in because we got Mickey coming up. Old Brian brought us. He he's got one coming then up. You? So yeah, yeah, late in the month. But yeah, that's, she said. She's <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Oh boy, Nick, seventy four. Give me seventy four.
5: There's only one answer. There's not there. a Nick answer. There's not a right. There, it's just Bob Lilly. He's the, he's the original seventy four. There's the only seventy four. Is there a reason they don't just return Tire his number? I mean, if they're going to just, like, never yes. let anybody have it, why yes. wouldn't there they just retire there is a reason it? because in the preseason, they need you, it. Put it, <laughs> you, you put it on. I, maybe Dorrance Armstrong got it. Um, yeah. I know a guy like Jalen Jelks wore it, which I thought was going to be great. He wasn't. Uh, there was an old player named Junior Felic- Tonga. Yeah. Don't remember him. That's why, because they put him in seventy four. Seventy four stands for in the NFL, not for long. Like you're not for long. If you get seventy four in Dallas, four. then you're probably gonna get. Cut. You're not gonna be here long, and you're definitely not gonna wear it for very. Do long. Do you
3: look yeah. this up before the show, or do you just remember? Well, Bob Lilly, 74. No, well, yeah, but the other. No, the I don't know. You, sm- nah. <laughs> you like it. The
5: well, the, ju- th- those names aren't even in the media guide.
4: It is. It is one of my favorite running jokes, which they're not always cut but every spring you find 74 and you're like okay he's either switching or he ain't going to be here like yeah. sorry buddy i'm they not going to bother learning this too
5: highly of you yeah. you to give me
4: 74 i do think it's interesting like bob lilly mister cowboy yeah, i'm not I'm not talking down on that, but it's funny that they give that out with no problem at all, but they don't even give eight, 12 and 22 to like, they don't give that to anyone you cannot walk in the door and get that. You number. don't wear that. Even if you're a pra- yeah. a, pra- a training camp body, you that's don't true. get those numbers. Yeah. So that is true. Maybe that's because I, I don't know it. There are no rules about this. It's just it's this unwritten it's this unwritten book of rules. But like seventy four goes out to a scrub like every year, but we, the other
5: ones never do. We Go did ahead. like this list of like the ten most sacred numbers in Cowboys history, and that doesn't mean they're all like that. He seventy four is number one because like nobody else is is ever been in it, you know, and, and worn it. But no one's gonna wear eight or twelve or. 8 or 12 or 22. See, that's also what I don't quite understand
2: because I I look at it like I actually like what they've done with the number 88 to where it is a privilege to be able to wear the number 88. And I think it's more, there's it's more value in doing that than saying well you can't but, touch
5: this number. But they backed into that. I mean they lucked into that because they weren't doing that for Drew Pearson. Yeah. They were just oh Michael Irvin gets it, and Michael Irvin was great. Yeah. And because now you had two at the same position, then you give but they gave it to some other. They gave it to a tight end. They gave it to Ant- Antonio Bryant. Then they gave it to Dez, what, and Dez, Dez wasn't took off. No, he wasn't. Okay, good. He wasn't great. And then now now it's big. But we they, know it's going to be eighty eight on, yeah. on day on
2: show eighty eight now. But
5: if if somebody had they drafted a guy. Right after Troy, and he was number one pick in the draft, or whatever. Maybe I've given him number eight. eight. Maybe, yeah. You
4: know, but it's just tricky, though. It's great when they live up to the billing, but yeah. so LSU makes a big deal out of number seven. They give that to the stud, and they've given it to a few guys who sucked, and it's kind of a bummer. You're it like, ah, yeah. what was he doing wearing seven? Like that's gross. And they, and they yeah. try
5: with fifty-four, but it doesn't always yeah. work. Yeah. Jalen, it didn't work. He, he didn't want it. And then uh, Bobby Carpenter, <laughs> yeah. you know they tried though with fifty four, but it just yeah it's doesn't been a hard
2: work. one to, yeah. to get anybody to live up to that. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get some quick uh, get a quick uh, COVID update. Where are we as far as COVID from from the standpoint of procedures as well as from the standpoint of coaches and players who've been out?
4: The only two people who are still in the COVID protocol are Mike McCarthy and Nishan Wright. Okay. they're both expected to be back by the end of the week mccarthy joked that he's going to come to work at 1201 tonight because that's the first time he's allowed in the building Mm -hmm. will you okay so i'm just feeling it right now all right good for you i will not um so that's it Mm -hmm. um everybody else is back all the assistant coaches came back yesterday or monday and they activated all the other covid players that's literally the only two people right now so knock on wood always but they look like they're on the other side of it right
2: now. With regards to injuries they're getting, it looks like Gallimore and Randy Gregory back this week. Are they about, at this point, are they completely healthy? Like, Is I, that a thing? I had this thought this morning while
4: I was getting ready for work. And I think, we'll have to see, they haven't practiced yet, but I think when they take the field today, they will have like the whole projected starting 22 from camp out there for the first time since... Whenever Uh-oh. and really, the, who am I forgetting? When, when in camp, early? Because well, I was going to yeah, say, Darwin, I was yeah. going to say,
2: and even if you want to go to guys that have significant roles, Blake is the only one that's left that would have even had a real role. Yeah, right. That is now not with the yeah, team. Right. Like, yeah. the
5: practicing. And play. you know, he went to COVID list, and now he's back of COVID. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't even remember. I don't know that happened
2: what that he got covid
5: yeah yeah, yeah. it happened it,
4: he got it out. he got it before other people yeah. he got it before so this outbreak kind of started so he's still on there with a hip injury he's got a hip injury he mike was asked today i know people have been curious about jarwin mike was asked today if he was done for the year and he said we don't think that covid set him back because he can't be here rehabbing for uh, a yeah. whole however long that is so um, they're not ruling him out for the year, but yeah, that's tough. It doesn't, I mean, he's been out for a month already, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be immediately. Maybe, maybe you get him back for the playoffs or something like that. Hey,
2: if that's the worst you got to deal
4: with on this team, this th- is that is a blessing. This is probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah. The rest of the year because more injuries will happen. Hopefully not, but maybe more COVID stuff will happen. Um, but
5: the, yeah, I mean that's good because w- half of your like twenty two. Well, this is the toughest game on the schedule that that remains on the schedule. I think. I hmm. think this one right here, Arizona.
2: Yeah, no, not, I can't go
5: there really? with you. What? I don't think so. I mean, I this think is this is a game typical will be Nick. Hill. No,
2: it isn't. <laughs> what? Okay, so explain that to me real quick.
5: I just think this is this game is going to be a tougher game to go Than win Arizona. at Washington. It'll be a tougher game to win. I mean, I I believe that. I mean Arizona, yeah, they're good, but everybody's getting beat. By every I mean, Arizona's not like unbeatable. They've only lost
2: twice. They got the best record in the
5: NFL. Okay, but I mean they also got their ass kicked by the Panthers. I mean, like it happens. They they get beat. They get beat. yeah, well, yeah everybody gets beat. I, I get that, but you they think, won't you be think as desperate. You think this is
2: a tougher matchup than Washington than,
5: won't win the East if they don't win this game. And I don't know what Arizona will be at. Maybe they'll be fighting for the bye. It could be. Yeah. But I just think at Washington in this game and the way it's going to be, I think it's going to be the toughest right. game for them to win. I, they couldn't get a yard last year on Washington. They couldn't. I understand everybody's different. but They've I, lost both their defensive ends. Wow. Well, cool. It hasn't slowed them down. They've only gotten better. They Just actually have and, gotten and better. You're right so about that. Yeah. I, I'm, all I'm saying is I believe that this is the toughest game that they have to play. Like
3: Martin came out of that game, too. I was looking mm. out uh,
5: Last year? F- for pictures. Yeah, yeah two years oh, for yeah. this year. And yeah. I'm like, yes. had he was like three players. Yeah.
3: players being out for yeah. injury during that game. I'm like, oh, my God. Hopefully it, it goes down differently yeah. this time around. Dak,
5: Tyrant, Lyle, and Zach Martin for all but w- one series yeah. uh, didn't play against Washington. I admire Nick's worldview.
4: I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just it's just different. I, Honestly, the thing I like about the way I'll, Nick does it. No, no.
2: The, the reason why I'm, I, I'm making fun of you.
4: No, no, no but not, it, at it not at all. It,
5: this isn't like this is up for debate. I mean, right. at Washington versus Arizona at home. I like the nuance of
2: how you look at it. That's that's the point okay. I was going to make.
5: And no, I'm not. I'm, that's, uh, no, that we're is not, good. My feelings is, are
2: hurt. Yeah, good. That is not a that's not a slight. Yeah, that's like if you ask anybody, you would think the immediate answer would be that. But I think you made a good point. Like, this is they are desperate. And in a league where you run into a desperate team, sometimes that can be even more challenging than a team that's playing really well, right? Because right. desperation can bring that out of, out of teams. So I think that's a good point. And we'll get back to that. We certainly will talk about that Friday when we start talking yeah. about what we think will happen and in the game.
5: I don't think Arizona will have anything locked up by then. Everybody's too close for them to just have it locked up with two games to play. So they'll be playing for something as well. And then, you know, Kyler Murray coming back to Dallas and the clip that he said they called the cowboys ass like that will resurface and all that stuff yeah. and that, that'll be that'll be a fun that'll be interesting. will be a fun game. Will be um and it won't be at noon, I don't think. Is you don't think so? they got to announce that soon if they're going to do true. something about it. I'm guessing that's going to be a little later than but, noon. But we, at least an afternoon We do game, play Washington the week before at night, At night, so I don't know if NBC, yeah. NBC will be like something.
2: And then you got the final game of the season at, at Philadelphia, another game that sure. that might have some implications as well. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we got Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. He'll be joining us. He'll talk to us about this Washington team, particularly the Washington offense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com
0: Radio.
1: The official tractor
4: provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit
2: UnitedAgandTurf.com.
1: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his un attitude a man stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him it projected a rugged unstoppable spirit stetson hats are still american made with pride right here in texas they're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys new dr pepper zero sugar you deserve it i do deserve that
5: Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Tickets on sale now. Get yours before they sell out. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. It's a two-day WrestleMania event. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. We
2: are joined right now by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. As we do every week, we'll talk about the opponents. Today, we will focus in on the Washington football team offense. Bucky, let's start with what does this offense do well? Because it looks like on paper that really it's about the defense and the offense is just kind of taking up space. But tell me, what do they do well? What is it? If there was a situation where the Cowboys could run into a problem against this offense, what would that look like?
0: I think first and foremost, this isn't a game about like personnel and talent and uh, the X's and O's. This is a game where the Washington football team Uh, has a feeling that they always can kind of punk the Cowboys. I think Mm. if you go back and you remember last year how it played out, where they had the issue where the quarterback got hit and no one kind of stood up and kind of fought back, I think that permeates kind of how, like, the Washington football team feels about them. And that existed before Ron Rivera. So this has a game that's little to do with about the talent on the field and more to do about are the Cowboys mature enough to hit the bully in the mouth? Because the only way the Washington football team – should be able to beat the Cowboys if the Cowboys absolutely play bad. Don't execute and do those things. I would say offensively, the Washington football team has one weapon that scares you. That might be Terry McLaurin. But the rest of the guys are just, I mean, they're okay. Antonio Gibson can get loose a little bit, but he's not what I would call a top 10 running back. Uh, The quarterback runs around and make plays, particularly in the clutch, but he's not an elite playmaker at the position. The offensive line is okay. And so, this is a team that is winning now because they feel like they can kind of grind it out and they're tougher than the opponent. And Ron Rivera has done a really good job of convincing them of that fact. But from a talent standpoint, it is not a high-end team, particularly on offense.
5: Do you think Tyler Haneke is a top-tier quarterback like or potential to be in that group? I, mean, I know he's kind of come out of nowhere here, but where do you think his ceiling is?
0: Uh, man, he's a bottom third quarterback. Uh, mm. Like, I don't know who I, who would I liken him to? I mean, he's a little bit like how Ryan Fitzpatrick is in terms of like, he'll flash for a while, but then you you wonder when is the magic carpet ride going to run out? Look, I'm not disparaging him. Like he's a good, I mean, he's good at what they do for right now, but I wouldn't want to hitch my wagon to him as a long-term investment i think what you want to do is speed up his clock you want to pressure him and see if you can get him to make mistakes but i mean that's kind of what he is he runs around and makes plays that's that's his game
4: so the big thing that i look at and they haven't been insane i guess but like for for an offense we just kind of talked about with not a lot of special stuff going on Washington has been able to string together like a crazy amount of just long, sustained scoring drives like they have been keeping people off the field. I'm seeing, you know, they famously they put the Bucks away with a 19 play scoring drive. You're seeing 15 play field goal drives, 11 play touchdown drives like at least two or three times a game. You're talking about 10, 12, 15 play drives. How are they doing that? Is it simply because Heineke can extend plays and pick up yards with his feet? I mean, what, what is leading to that sort of ability to stay on the field?
0: I mean, it's a little bit of everything, right? It's a little bit of um, Tyler Heineke making plays. It's a little bit of sometimes getting the benefit of an uh, ill-time penalty that extends the drive. It's Antonio Gibson makes a remarkable play, or Terry McLaurin makes a remarkable play in a key moment. Um, I would say it's probably not ideal to have these 15, 16, 17 play drives. Cause it's hard to live like that because when you have that many plays to move the ball down the field, it means that you don't really have explosive playmakers. And so typically you have to have explosive plays to score. They've been able to sustain some of those drives. But when you look at the total amount of points that they're scoring at the end of games, it's hard for them to get well over 20 points. And so, It's a matter of just kind of understanding and making them kick field goals. And hopefully on offense, you can score enough points against their defense.
3: Bucky, uh, there's a lot of hype around the return of some of these defensive players right now. And the defense has been pretty solid without them. But if you had to look at something that could be negative or something, not negative, but something that they might struggle with putting these guys back together out there on the field, what would that be?
0: trying to figure out a rotation, trying to figure out how you put the pieces in place. And the biggest piece of the puzzle is Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is so good doing a few different things that if you just keep him at inside linebacker, you take away from his superpower as a pass rusher. So how do you incorporate Randy Gregory, DeMarcus Lawrence, and Michael Parsons in the pass rush while still keeping Adikazua and everybody else in the mix? And so it will take Dan Quinn trying to figure out how to reshuffle the deck to get the best players on the field enough to make the impact while keeping everybody else happy. And so this would be a test of the chemistry and continuity. Can people sacrifice some of the individual snaps for the betterment of the defense? That would be the biggest issue because this is a team that I would expect the last five games we should see the Cowboys play the best football of the season because now everybody is back. And with everybody being back, we're talking about a top five, top seven roster in the league. The excuses go out the door. They should be able to get on a roll heading into the postseason.
2: Uh, Bucky, I was looking at the the offensive line for the Washington football team. Eric Flowers is a name that you look at this guy years ago. Like I, I thought he was going to be out of the league within two or three years. Just the way he was playing, the way he's being talked about, has moved around a few teams, but seems to be playing pretty solidly for uh, for the Washington football team. So looking at that entire offensive line, what do, you think it, what do you think is their weakest point with Dallas, as, as Amber was saying, with all those defensive linemen that are going to be coming back? What do you think is the weakest point on that offensive line for Washington that Dallas could be able to exploit?
0: Well, one, uh, pass protection would be the biggest weakness. They do a really good job of moving people off the ball. And the reason why you're seeing them have these long drives is because they're trying to make a concerted effort to stay on schedule. They're trying to keep Tyler Heineke and the passing game out of these long situations where the defense can tee off. And so I would say it's about trying to figure out if you can win early downs against a run game to force them in obvious passing situations. And then when you have those obvious passing situations, you have to rush with a plan. I believe you got to keep Taylor Heineke in the pocket and make him throw what they call from the well. He is not a tall quarterback. So you want to make him throw over the trees, make him throw elevated, um, over those guys. So then you'll see tips and overthrows lead to interceptions, mm-hmm. but don't allow him to run around. So rush to the depth, to the to edge of the depth of his drop, but don't go beyond that to give him an escape hatch. Make him throw from the center of the pocket around the big bodies and trees, because that's when you'll see the interceptions happen, because the ball will float and flutter as he's having to throw it over bodies as opposed to running around and having clear passing lanes.
5: Uh, a lot of times when you get a new player in here like they have with Micah Parsons, he can overshadow others. Is is Leighton Van Der Esch, in your opinion, being overshadowed, or is he just not playing well, or both?
0: Uh, I think what happens is Micah Parsons' star is so bright that it does overshadow Leighton Van Der Esch, because Leighton Van Der Esch has been solid. I won't say that he's been spectacular, but when you're playing beside someone like Micah Parsons, like, I mean, just look at how Michael Parsons runs around. I mean, he's like a superhero. Like, he's big, fast, physical. He makes all the plays on the perimeter. He can run around and chase people down. Leighton Van der Esch certainly can make plays, and he's solid, but it's different. And it's the level between being a star player and a role player. Right now, Leighton Van der Esch is playing more like a role player as opposed to a star, which is why all the attention is going elsewhere as opposed to him.
4: Uh, this this feels like a perfect Cowboys question because this is the type of thing that happens to them. We know Terry McLaurin's good. We know Antonio Gibson's good. Um, I believe Logan Thomas just got sent back to IR. Yep. Yeah. You look around the rest of this offense, there's not a whole lot in the way of guys that have done anything this year. Like Curtis Samuel's been hurt. The Ami Brown, the draft pick, hasn't done a whole lot. Cam Sens, Adam Humphrey's like... They are short on playmakers other than those two names that we know. So, like, if a guy that we've never heard of is going to make Mm -hmm. them look bad on Sunday, who might that be?
2: I think we might have
4: lost. Oh, no, we lost Buck. Um, But actually, that's a good question. I'm I'm just imagining Cowboys Twitter like... Antonio Gandhi Golden's going off for a ninety-five yards <laughs> right. today? What the hell is Liberty going on? You know who did you know, he's actually a pretty good he I was I was I liked him in the draft. I don't know what he's doing in, in yeah. Washington.
5: Gandhi Golden. No, you no.
2: know what 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 would be the most Cowboys thing ever is if Curtis Samuel got off. Because we know Curtis Samuel, we've seen him yeah. have games in the NFL where he can do some damage. And he hasn't done anything, like you said, he hadn't done much this season. But this would be the kind of game where you're like, man, I didn't even realize he was on Washington football team, yeah. and all of a sudden he's having this amazing day. Gandy. Oh,
4: there we go. Gandhi Golden has one career catch for three yards so far. <laughs> uh, Buck, did you catch that? Because I am curious for your answer.
0: No. So No, give me the last part of the question. I didn't catch
4: Basically, everybody on this offense, other than Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, is either hurt or bad. And so I'm just wondering... If somebody's going to break out and embarrass the Cowboys on Sunday, is there somebody that that I should have in mind that I'm not thinking about?
0: Ooh, it's hard, man. Yeah. Maybe number one, what is it? Uh, DeAndre
4: what is it Carter. Carter kid? Yeah. Uh,
0: number one, DeAndre Carter maybe on occasion can break out. Um, honestly, man, like th- this is one of the challenging games, and this is why I think it's a huge test for – the Cowboys. I heard Nick talking about he's more worried about this game than the Cardinals because I do believe that in film session, you can look at this team and get sleepy, right? Like you're trying to figure out like, who's the guy? Like, how can they beat us? And those other things. So I think the challenge would be, are the Cowboys mature enough Mm -hmm. to knock off a team that they should beat? by all accounts. This is a team and a game that they should win. Are the Cowboys mature enough to run out and beat them? Coming off the heels of the Broncos game and the Raiders game and those things, there's some questions. But can they walk out and take care of business really quickly and early and not let the Washington football team hang around? Because if they do that, then I think we all would feel better about their chances of making a legitimate run. And so we can talk about them being talented enough as contenders to do it. I think this is a focus game. Can you focus enough to make sure that the nobodies don't become somebody in this game?
3: I guess tagging along that question, um, I would say that most of us right now feel pretty good about the Cowboys and them getting their group back together and everything kind of looking, trending upwards for this week. But I'm curious to hear, like, how are people from the outside, like other analysts looking into the Cowboys? Like, how are they talking about the Cowboys right now?
0: Uh, It's a lot of wait and see, right? Because what happens is when... You see them go out and they they run off to like a 6-1 and one record, but then they drop one to the Broncos. Then on Thanksgiving Day when the world is watching, they don't look good against the Raiders. Now you're trying to figure out like well, which version of the Cowboys is going to show up. And I know you have injuries and those other things where you don't have your top receivers, but that impression makes people non-believers. And so I think what you want to see is the Cowboys kind of, wipe somebody you kind of want to see him hammer somebody where you see the talent and you're like okay okay now they're back because when you think about the reaction that team or people have had over the patriots right the patriots are winning games but it's because of the history of bill belichick getting the team right that everyone is like okay here come the patriots they're winning but they're not impressive in how they're winning they're just winning i think for the cowboys you kind of need that knockout blow so everyone is like okay, they're not messing around anymore. Like, they got it going. They're, they're ready to get to get it going heading down the stretch. I think that's what we need to see.
2: All right, Bucky, appreciate you going joining us. We'll have you back tomorrow. We'll talk about the Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll answer some questions here about this Cowboys defense, particularly how the Cowboys are going to look, bringing back Lawrence Gregory and now adding that to what Parsons is doing. We'll do that when we come right back. This is Cowboys.com radio.
4: The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit
2: UnitedAgandTurf.com.
1: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his underdog bending attitude a man stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him it projected a rugged unstoppable spirit stetson hats are still american made with pride right here in texas they're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys back to the break
5: Dak Prescott is the Cowboys nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service, activities off the field, and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn a twenty-five thousand donation, twenty-five thousand dollar donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet hashtag W P M O Y challenge, followed by Prescott through January seventeenth. Vote Dak.
2: Welcome back. Final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Make sure you go vote for Dak. He's, he's done some really, really good work uh, over the last year, and I think it should be recognized. So make sure you take a chance to, uh, take some opportunity. Take the time to go out and uh, and give Dak a vote. I think he could win this award. I don't. I, I know so. I other
5: thirty-one people yeah. in the league. I mean, I'm sure. By the way, are there are great... a lot of players out there doing great stuff. Of course, They are. Certainly are. But man, a lot of the things that he's he's doing, and especially because. You know, he's a little bit unique in in the sense of some of the things that he that his biggest stuff that he always is, is focused on stuff he's dealing with himself. Yeah, you know that that's rare. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of times it's it's because of some you know like abuse or whatever things that players have dealt with, but when you know within their family, mm-hmm. but something he's dealing with yeah. and he's taking initiative. I mean, it's it's a it's a big deal. So. Yeah. He can speak to it personally, so I think that does
2: matter, and uh, certainly I will be giving him a vote. Hopefully, you guys will go out there and give him a vote as well. All right, Uh, real quick, we don't have a lot of time left in the show, um, but I did want to talk about this topic Um, this week. The Cowboys are expected to get uh, Gregory back. Uh, They got Lawrence back last week. Parsons has been here all season. This is probably well. This will be the first time all year that we get to see what we really been wanting to see, which is all three of these guys on the field at the same time being able to get after uh the opposing offense. If you're an offensive coordinator for the Washington football team, which of those three guys do you think you pay most attention to? Mike Parsons. Parsons.
5: Parsons because you don't because I think he'll line up all over the place and he is somebody that you have to recognize now. I think you you did by week 2. You know, I mean, eh, Brady might have been looking at him too, but I think for the most part, you know, since week 2, he's really been a guy you have to To figure out, and also that is such a disadvantage to the offense because you you, because basically you, you know Jason Garrett would always say we do what we do we don't worry about the other team. The Cowboys' defense right now with Micah Parsons, you have to worry about him. You can't just do what you do, and so because he's gonna he's gonna be all over the place. And at the end of the day
4: great as they are, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory are probably going to predominantly spend most of their time lined up at left and right end, mm-hmm. going against the left and right tackle. Maybe you move them inside. I mean, you can do stuff with them, but they fit into more conventional roles in football. Micah Parsons does not.
2: I would say that that uh, that this is a situation where Lawrence probably has not faced this kind of situation maybe since he's been here and, and actually played as well as he's played most of his career. Like, he's always been the guy. If you're going to chip somebody, he's the one you chip. If you're going to have an extra blocker back to check on someone, that's who you're going to I feel check comfortable on. saying. Cool. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, this, if, if they really are going to be focused on Parsons, it seems like this is setting up very nicely. He's for never him. had, DeMarcus has never had this level of help in his entire career. Yeah.
4: Maybe, I hate to even bring it up, maybe when Greg Hardy was here for like a hot minute, but. There haven't been. (laughs) I mean, just that.
5: And he was younger too in his career. Yeah, he
4: wasn't who he is either. Yeah, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence wasn't the guy that you game plan around in 2015. So, yeah, no. Since he became an All Pro caliber edge rusher, he hasn't had this level of help on on the pass rush.
5: I think he might be the third best pass rusher. Just straight me versus you I got to get by you like, like like in training camp where would Lawrence be, you
2: think is the best I think best. Lawrence
5: is the third best pass rusher and I think he's really really good what makes him so great and why he's is because he's a he is a great defensive end uh, he can he can stop the run he's versatile he can do a lot of things great leader all that good stuff but I mean I'm just talking about whipping his man with moves and athleticism. I think Parsons and I think Gregory are a little bit better, but that doesn't mean they're better players because there's defensive end means you got to do a lot of other things. Yeah, I don't think you have to qualify it this much. Like it okay. sounds, it's,
4: it's kind jarring, of, but it's not. It's yeah. kind of like when you say when you Pollard. Throw, no, when you throw Micah into the conversation with Garrett and Watt, like you feel stupid doing it, and then you look at the numbers and you're like, no, oh, this so, tracks.
5: Somebody yeah. put that Garrett.
4: Uh, Miles Garrett. Oh, Parsons they been. People thing have been and inundating and like, me with that since we yeah, talked about it's it. Like, okay, okay. And it's not like
5: their records. That it, it's not better at all. They're, no, they're not better. It's so it's, I, I
4: don't know what. Yesterday I lined up Micah next to Watt and Garrett. Watt's numbers are better into fewer games, yeah. but like not
2: by not to a degree that it's silly to compare them, and 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 not to a degree where he's so far ahead that with a game or two that's really good for Micah, and, he's not right back ahead of him.
5: And. And another factor to this too is that T.J. Watt. I mean, the Steelers were the defense last year because of what T.J. Watt was doing, and now they're doing it again. Maybe not as well, but he's had good numbers. But Micah has single-handedly come in and with Dan Quinn and helped taking the worst defense in the NFL by some standards, and we're, one of the worst in the history of the Cowboys, and now made it arguably the best things as, as you know as y'all said just or earlier this week the most reliable thing the cowboys are doing i love i want to one more thing i love
4: that point i hadn't really thought about it we haven't seen these three guys play a whole lot together but like randy has always been a freak he would have been a top five pick if football was the only reason you draft a guy and micah if he had stayed at penn state and they had used him as an edge rusher or done more with him he would have never fallen to where he did. No way. Like they literally half the reason and I I I'm I own this as often as I can. Like half the reason I wasn't thrilled about the idea is because all of that was a projection. We'd never seen him do it. He's incredible at it. If there had been tape of that he would have been a top five pick. So you've got two of those types of freaks rushing the passer. had to, to tank, and yeah, and then <laughs> on, oh, by the way, like one of the more well-rounded defensive ends in yeah. the league. That's that's his game. He just he does everything well, but I don't know that he has that freaky gumby ability that those two guys have. Yeah, so- I see.
3: I see Lawrence as the Amari Cooper. Of the defense, I love that he—he's the kind of guy that even wh- you know mm. when he got the contract and then people were bashing on him. Oh, he's not getting enough sacks. He's not getting enough. Well, why? Why is that? But then at the same time, that was creating so many opportunities for other guys and like Randy Gregory. So you add that into the mix, and you guys already talked about it. But he's one of those sneaky players now that can be amazing quietly, not necessarily registering. All the sacks that you want them, but then you're gonna have guys like Micah, Randy, getting after it. So it's freaking exciting.
5: That that's awesome. That's a great point, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great comparison. And another thing that that those two guys have in common is they're both making just a little bit north of twenty million a year. <laughs> and so as great as that is, and and we're watching it just from that standpoint. The problem is, is then you got. When he when Mari catches four passes for fifty one yards or not, not even that maybe and somebody else has a great day because of it it's like okay but then end of the day you're looking yeah. is this worth the money you know and so but I think the people that make the decisions know it's worth I them. hope so mm-hmm. yeah I think, I think they think do so I think they know but, it's worth the money but it, it'll be interesting next year to see what all happens here but let's don't worry about that yeah I mean, just, this is a and it's exciting.
2: I think the thing that's getting lost in that conversation particularly is these t- TV contracts are coming up really, really soon, I think whether the next yeah. year or two, uh, where the salary cap is expected to, to kind of balloon a bit. So they just got to make it work, right, for a little bit. And they're going to get some opportunity to just, you know, a lot of these contracts that people are worried about, things are going to change a little bit from the standpoint of the financial makeup of the NFL and the landscape of the NFL.
5: One more point about Tank. We didn't talk about this after the game. There are so many things to talk about. We're talking about inches away from a different stat line for him, mm-hmm. and and, I, and to this day, I still don't understand that call on the field. I was when I was down on the field, and Tank got there and pushed the the ball back, and they called it an incomplete pass. But I don't understand that because the ball never got out of his hand, and it went backwards. So I, I that should have been a sack, force fumble. But
2: I thought the rule is once the once the hand is coming, once the arm is coming forward, the hand's coming forward. Once you're in that motion. It is now officially a pass. And so if it comes out at that point, once the hand's coming forward... Even if
5: the ball's not out yet. It it
2: doesn't matter. If the hand's coming forward, the rule is that makes it a, a pass. If it goes forward... No, I don't think that's a part of it. I've never read that as part of it. If, so but I've always if read the, is if the if hand the guy forward.
4: hitting your hand affects the trajectory of it. I I didn't have a problem with that call. I, I thought it roll. was an
2: incomplete pass rule. We talked about it during the during the uh during the game and I know you were pretty adamant like that's they I didn't was down do the field. With that
5: I wasn't down in the field. That wasn't me cuz I was already that was down <laughs> on the field. You were talking to somebody else there. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Rob
4: thinking about something else. There hasn't been a nick here for twenty five years. Uh, that wasn't me. I was down the
5: field talking some security. Actually, yeah. I was talking to okay. nobody because I I was surprised that they let me on the field because because you usually don't have the right. Yeah, score. us too. When we got down there, we just we like,
4: let's just walk up there and see what happens. I, I yeah, we Brian brought us that the whole <laughs> time. The whole time I was like, they're gonna stop us. They're I gonna spent. stop us. Just keep
3: walking. It's we're good right.
0: here. We're good it's here.
4: Good. They yeah. just
2: look. They saw official and they said, hey, yeah. you're official. Go. Yeah. How you doing? We, nice jacket.
4: I love that jacket. Okay, cool keep going. That's yep. New Orleans in That is New Orleans. It's it's every exactly other city we've been
5: to. They're like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Official Get, nothing. It's uh, COVID. COVID. Back in <laughs> the tunnel. It's not even every other city, too. What do you mean? It's all, uh, oh, happy Thanksgiving with me down in the tunnel down with some lady. In the <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, this is how I'm watching overtime. I'm watching overtime with a two-second delay like everyone else. Like i bet to go ask 10 people about it. And I'm like, I don't know what happened because I can't even see the field. I'm just glad you didn't do anything to get yourself fired. That's actually a good No, no, I, I'm pretty cool, calm, and collected when it comes to stuff like that.
2: And with that, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about this Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. Till then for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on
1: DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!